I haven't always spent all of my time on the accidental farm. The pandemic brought me here for more weekdays than I could have ever have hoped for. Before that, I spent most of my weekdays in New York City and weekends, summers, and holidays on the farm. And guess who my backup was and still is for the animals? You guessed it, my friend and neighbor and partner in crime, Carl. It's important for you to know this. Sometimes I am still in the city. It's weirder for me now, even after living there for 30 years. Now I look at it differently, and truth be told, my city life has a lot of country in it, and my country life has a lot of city in it. More on this as we go, but this is a real city and country story. I still can't believe it happened this way. Thanks for being here for the Accidental Farm podcast. You are at least half the story. I made it for you. I love to share it with you, and I think you need it. You need a little farm in your life. I can tell you this 100% from experience. My city life is nowhere near complete without my country life. And I know that not everyone can have both at their fingertips. So that is why I'm giving this little farm and all of its stories to you. Close your eyes for a second, unless you're driving, then just imagine it. And remember the coldest, most miserable February with gray skies and a deep, biting cold, the kind that goes right to your bones. It was then, February 2017, when I was thinking about spring. This is how I cope. <laughs> I was thinking that in the spring, I might like to add some new hens to my flock. Some of my ladies were getting older and laying less. When I saw my farmer friends, I mentioned this. I usually get young pullets from them. Pullets are young chickens who are ready to start laying eggs pretty soon. I wanted to reserve a few. Mark laughed. He loves to egg me on. How about hatching some yourself, he said. It's these kinds of suggestions that really get under my skin. Here's the kind of conversation that I have with myself. Why not? What could go wrong? How hard could it be? I would learn a lot. Might be fun. Do you have these kinds of conversations with yourself about new projects? Or maybe you're not prone to harebrained ideas. I hope you are. They can be fun, you know. So, I bought a little incubator and read the instructions a hundred times. I had no idea. The incubator had different temperatures for different periods within the full 21-day gestation period. You had to add water to keep it moist. Plus, the eggs would need to be turned daily. This is what a chicken does. Moderates temperature, brings moisture in on her feathers, and turns the eggs. I went back to Mark. I was ready. He went in his coop, his bantam coop, and picked out a dozen eggs. Bantams are smaller chickens, and Mark called them lawn candy because they are so beautiful. He thought they would be fun to raise. Lured by the lawn candy idea, I hadn't considered that smaller chickens would lay smaller eggs, eh, but it was too late. I was already excited about the little pretty chickens that would be running around the farm in just a few months' time. I took the eggs home, two hours home to New York City, where I live on the top floors of a 16-story building with two elevator banks 
and four apartments on each floor. That is to say, I have neighbors, lots of them. I placed the eggs carefully in the incubator, already filled with water, and plugged it in. I hung a little calendar on the wall and marked out the temperatures for each day and a place to check off when water was added and when eggs were rotated. I was really nerding out. At the same time, I prepared for them to arrive. They needed a small feeder, a small waterer, a bin to stay in while they were little, and a heater. As chicks, they would snuggle under the mama hen, but that was where I would draw the line. They could snuggle each other under a little heat lamp. I checked them every day, and after a week or so, I checked each one with a flashlight. It's called candling, and you hold a flashlight up to one end of the egg in the dark. You could see if a baby chick was developing. When I could see one, I would mark the egg. Five of the 12 were viable. I was a bit relieved. Five chicks and then chickens seemed much more manageable than 12. Phew. Let's think about 21 days. That's three weeks, which includes at least parts of three or four weekends, which means I would unplug the incubator, cover it well, and put it in the car and take it back and forth between the city and the country. (laughs) Crazy town. But I was dedicated. On the final weekend, I took them to the country, despite my husband urging me to leave them behind. They'll be fine, he said. And they hatched. All five made it, and they went from little, wet, awkward, prehistoric beings to tiny, chirping fluffballs in a matter of hours. There's more to the story, but this is enough for today from the Accidental Farm. City and country, big hens and little chicks, a grand experiment. Thanks for listening to the Accidental Farm podcast. I am your host, Farm Girl, and I am so glad that you are here. Please give the podcast a little love on Apple Podcasts. Five stars and a written review will help others find it too. I would be so appreciative. If you'd like to connect with me and the farm, you can find us all on Instagram at XOXO Farm Girl. There's more coming. See you tomorrow. <laughs>